What is better than a million dollars? Apparently, math homework. You're going to have to listen to the full episode to understand what that's about, but this is a special one, where we hear from Mike Casey. This is part two of our series, Chasing Freedom, and this one goes out to anybody who may be feeling a bit down and out. Maybe things haven't been going your way in your career or even your personal life. But when you hear Mike's story, you will realize that there is hope. Change is possible and sometimes in a surprisingly short amount of time. And it all starts with that first step. But how do you take that first step? How do you overcome the fear, the anxiety, the doubt that may be holding you back, telling you that you can't or you shouldn't do it? Mike Casey shares all of that and more in this candid account of his incredible journey of transformation. Enjoy this episode and to learn more about creating your own path to freedom, please visit learnpowerbi.com pro. Link is also in the show notes. And you will also find the link to connect with Mike Casey. Enjoy and power on. Welcome to the Power On Show, where we talk Power BI and beyond, sometimes way beyond. But our goal is always to help you create a successful Power BI career and a life of freedom. I'm your host, Avi Singh. Well, we are live today with Mike Casey, and you are about to hear a pretty incredible story. So Mike, I know, so of course you just spoke at our conference and yeah. I loved your presentation. I think the audience loved your presentation. There was so much in there. We could see the impact you're creating for your client, how you're helping them. And we could feel and sense the joy that you get out of that, you know, helping people with our Power BI skills, right? And the business skills. So that's all incredible, but I know that you've had your set of challenges and yeah. uh, there may have been kind of even kind of a low point not too long ago. Was there something like that? And how long ago was that when it felt like you had hit an absolute low, absolute bottom? Um, let's see, it's, we'll call it October. Um, so, you know, within the last eight or nine months, uh, about in the last like eight months, it was, I was hitting some pretty low points, man, that, that wasn't too long ago. So we'll no. talk more. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk more about that, but tell us no. a bit more about the client you're helping, who you're helping, how you're using power BI to make a difference for them. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So right now, as I sit here today, I kind of said in the conference, you know, I started my own consulting company or just me, independent consultant out on my own. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to, to link up with a, uh, uh, an alcohol beverage company, uh, tequila seltzers, um, mm -hmm. been a fantastic journey working with them, uh, being able to help give them tools that they just otherwise didn't have access to, um, mm. a lot of manual Excel stuff, um, did they just, they had data, but they couldn't easily interact with it. Um, it's been just, it's been an awesome journey. I've got them and, and another client, um, that were really just same process. It always comes down to that. Those same, those same core things of yeah. they have information, but they can't use it in a way that's functional or it takes them so long to put the stuff together. They spend more time putting the reports together mm -hmm. than they do actually using that data to strategically guide their business. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I remember that life. Yeah, I, I call yeah. it the data dungeon. Yeah, you're stuck there cranking out reports. Oh man, yeah, don't get me yeah. started. All right, that's great. So uh, just curious, is the second company you mentioned, are they in the same or similar industry? They, they actually different? aren't. Um, they're actually in a completely different industry. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's just a little, little bit different. But it's yeah, but I think you really enjoyed working with that alcohol uh, emerging alcohol brand. Yeah. I'm just curious, what is it about that that has appealed to you? Like, I have my guesses, but I would love to hear from you. It's like, what do you think has has made the engagement? I don't know. It almost feels to me like you've had a lot of fun yeah. on that project. Tell me a bit about that. What's, uh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, the thing that's different here versus what I've experienced using Power BI in the past is mm -hmm. They're hungry for data. Ooh. 
love like it. They, they wanted access to the data. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not building these reports in my little cubicle and then trying to persuade people to use them, um, which has been my experience, you know, through my professional career. Yeah. And at this point, it's like they were starving for data and being able to be part of feeding that hunger, if you will, um, yeah. it's just been, it's been awesome. Like, you know, people getting excited about reports and getting, uh, you know, seeing the information come through in a way that's like meaningful and purposeful to them has oh, just been beautiful. It's been awesome. It's been, it's really cool to be part of. And on top of that, you know, I came from a healthcare background, uh, which <laughs> is a very different um, culture and uh, just how you mm -hmm. handle business and things like that. Um, and, you know, being in the laid back environment, you know, I'm not, yeah, it up every day now. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, can you relax a little bit and have that, that more engaging atmosphere? Mm -hmm. um, a lot more just, I think, relational than, than I'd experienced in the past. Yeah. Man, so that's, I'd say that drove a lot of it. Wow. That's, that's really incredible. Um, you said something about purposeful. And of course, that reminded me, uh, tell us the name of your company. Yeah. So my, the name of my company is Purpose Guided Solutions. Um, tell us more about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it was very... Uh, no, not a typical BI company name. I was like, you know, empower yeah. this and behind <laughs> that and this. No, it's Purpose Guided Solutions. Uh, you know, there. there's a couple of reasons for that. Like when I, when I put some time thinking into the name and what it meant to me. Um, and, you know, that purposeful you know, at the, the most surface level of it, mm -hmm. making purposeful decisions, um, mm -hmm. having purposeful data, asking the question why you want the number versus just providing the number. Like, I want to help understand your business and give you information that's meaningful and purposeful mm -hmm. for what you're doing. Um, but, then, you know, the other driving factors in there, that name was, what's my purpose? What am I doing this for? That's beautiful. Um, and, you know, Larry, that's, that's where, you know, my function and my purpose, uh, you know, is, you know, first and foremost, you know, my faith, my family, my community, mm -hmm. um, and empowering me to do that. So what better way to honor that and keep candidly, keep that in the mm -hmm. forefront of my mind, but by, by naming that, naming my company after that. Um, and then, uh -huh. you know, just trying to figure out what driving towards what is my purpose, what impact am I having? on those around me, the companies I serve, um, the people I'm around at church on Sundays and groups and just general people you meet, you know, how are you purposely yeah. attacking those things? Oh man, love it. And I'm not sure how your life was, but I mean, I remember a life where, you know, I always talk about like the Monday blues, uh, that started on a Sunday evening. And yeah. then you kind of dragged yourself to work and Wednesday was the hump day. We're like, oh, halfway there. <laughs> and then thank God it's Friday. And I think about that and I'm like, man, what a sorry way to live your life. Yeah. Um, so how does it, how does your life contrast that now? I mean, did, did you, and again, I mean, I'm not saying there were not good times at work. I worked with some really amazing people and really amazing companies, but I'll say, I don't know. I mean, 80% or maybe more, it was Monday blues to thank God is Friday. Yeah. What does your new life look like? How is it different about the work that is more aligned, more purposeful, um, or to the other things that are important? And yeah, you started with faith, faith, family, uh, right? So how does a life contrast uh, from before to now in work and other aspects? Yeah, um, man, that's a it's a loaded question. <laughs> um, you know, we start to really answer that question. You know, I spent my entire career climbing the ladder, right? Working more hours, uh, just being more committed than others, um, and you know, really pursuing. I, I didn't know this life of freedom was even a possibility, right? Mm -hmm. Like I thought it was always you work harder, work harder, work harder, and you finally get there. And yeah. then all of a sudden, all the, all the hard work pays off and, you mm. know, the, the band, marching bands the, that come down my street. Yep, the, the finish <laughs> line, right? Yeah. You made it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what yeah. this has enabled me to do yeah. is really engage with, you know, my family. Um, you know, I have control over what, what I'm doing, who I work with. 
um, being able to align with those who are of similar values and place things in similar in uh, in similar regards. Um, you know, we we homeschool our our two daughters. I say we. My wife does a lion's share of it. <laughs> um, um, they, they wouldn't want to rely solely on me for that, but um, you know. But being able to pop out at eleven o'clock on a Monday morning and help my daughter with her math, like it's just it's awesome. And I had this really really silly moment when I first started, you know, pursuing this. And I had, you know, I'm trying. I'm I'm out on my own now. And I had this really silly moment where my daughters wanted to change their rooms. They wanted to swap rooms. They're 10, they're 10 and seven. So like, this is not hmm. out of the norm. They wanted to change up their rooms. And I was able to say, you know what? My day's actually kind of light today. I mean, I'm just wrapping up today. And we just did it right then and there. Yeah. Um, it's a very small, simple, seemingly stupid thing, but I think I even posted it at one point on the, on the message board or maybe sent you a message. I was like, that is the first time I feel like in my career that I've ever been in control. Um, you know, I, I was able to make that decision. Um, I, I was, you know, I had all my stuff done. If I was at the office or if I was, you know, still full-time employed at that time, I would have an obligation to, even if I wasn't, didn't have anything to do on my to-do list for the day, I have to make something up. <laughs> um, and keep going you know what I mean? oh. something you have to keep working on just to prove that i'm you know working oh man i i i now i think about and i think about all the stupid extremely stupid things i i did but that that's the, i don't know maybe that was me but i, I kind of you know so that thing where you can't leave before the boss so they are oh, you still around oh you know you right. gotta yeah you gotta look busy still so, oh the boss is laughing yeah the days he would leave the boss would be ready oh man just <laughs> insane guys it's just um and now that of course i was listening to a tech talk they're talking about a four-hour work week work our work has changed it's not no more about how many hours you put and so forth but i think that is still so hard-coded in our education system, in our organizational cultures. Um, and, and yeah, we're just all beholden that. But I think we have an opportunity to do our own thing, right? I mean, yeah. and, and I love the word that you use, control. I have thought a lot about this idea of freedom. And I really think that freedom and control are kind of intertwined. Yeah, I mean, if you, an example I love to use is, man, you could be on the most beautiful island, but as soon as I tell you, you can't leave, it's a jail, right? right. So yeah, I mean, the, we talked about at Microsoft, we would talk about the golden handcuffs, right? Working in one of the a highly paid employee in one of the best companies in the world, but did I feel free? Did I feel in control of my life? Did I feel like I would, and I love what you talked about these small moments. And funny enough, I was helping uh, working with the, uh, my daughter last night on a math homework. <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. And I love the small stuff. That's, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So, so let's go back, talk about some of those challenging moments. Tell me a bit about what was going on. Um, so, you know, I've always, uh, I, like I said, I worked in healthcare IT for my entire, the entirety of my career. Um, that's just, I started off with a small managed service provider, moved to a different managed service provider, and they were all, you know, all healthcare focused. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, like, like you said, there were a lot of invaluable experiences that I had gained through that. A lot of great relationships. So I don't want to like, I don't want to lay too hard on it being down. But for me personally, as I was engaging in that, it was always that mentality of I need to work harder and then, you know, and, and do more and be more committed than the next person. And, and honestly, you know, I went through, I came out of high school and I did college for about two and a half semesters. I never, I never, I just, I didn't see the value in it for me. I was paying all this money out of my own pocket and not learning anything I wanted to. Um, and, and I abandoned that. And that's, if I'm being really honest, like that's when I get cloud that's like, oh, you're, you're always going to have a ceiling. You're always going to mm -hmm. have this glass ceiling because you didn't do that. And so I, I even put more emphasis on the work harder, do more, prove more than the next guy. Um, and, you know, as I'm, as I'm progressing through my career, you know, I had, I had a lot of great opportunities, great bosses, people to learn from. Um, and I was put in a lot of very different situations. So I was able to kind of experience things from a business perspective, 
and a technical perspective all throughout my career. But, you know, I was, I'd moved my my family and we'd moved across country a couple of times for jobs um, uh, with the same company relocated. And then I had this other opportunity where it was, you know, becoming a chief technology officer. I'm like, oh, wow. I made, I made it. That's a big deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, that was a huge step. And, you know, I was 35 and a CTO, like, who doesn't want, like, that's, I made it. Right. Yeah. And that was when yeah. all the things that we talked about earlier, you know, I was waiting for the band to come walking down, running down my street and yeah. just fall into using all this experience that I'd have. And, you know, I, the, there were just differences and it, it wasn't the right thing, um, which is what really kind of, it led me to my low point mm -hmm. um, of, you know, I've moved, I felt terribly uh, about moving my family across country like this. And like, we were pulling away my kids away from their friends. The first time it wasn't so hard because they were still young enough. They didn't really have deep connections. When we were in Florida, they started establishing that and mm. like I'm ripping them away for this, but with the idea of, hey, we're going to get there and this is going to solve all of our problems. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> from a career perspective, financially, like all these things are supposed to just fall in place. Um, <clears throat> and man, like I, I think I've spent a whole lot of time thinking about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I've kind of fell into like, I mentioned it briefly in my presentation, you know, I, I got here and realized very quickly that, you know, God had never planned for me. This was not where mm -hmm. I, I, I've wondered a lot about why that fell apart. Um, yeah. and, you know, what I can lean on is, listen, I've been chasing if, in reality, if I, if I'm being really honest with myself, I was, I was title chasing, yeah. right. To add that letter of validation to myself. I was trying to find my validation through my work and through yeah. my title that was associated with it. And, you know, I got here and I think the lesson that I was, that I was supposed to learn out of all this is listen, you've been chasing the wrong things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You've got it. Is, is life better now? Yep. No, not. Is it, is it worse potentially, but you've got yeah. everything you were asking for. And now, you know, that's, I started that, that discovery process of this, that's where the focus of this life of freedom. And, you know, I latched on to a couple of the things I joined your conference last year, um, just as an attendee, just kind of watching in that whole, that whole life of freedom and like, man, you know what, maybe this thing is actually possible. <laughs> um, and is that what I'm supposed to be going after and working towards and spending these hours? Like I can justify it myself. I'm working a little bit now to actually gain that freedom for me and my family and to like free myself to spend time with my family. Like, listen, I, yes, I started like a company, right? I'm an LLC, but I'm an independent contractor. I'm an independent consultant. And that's yeah. what I want to be. I don't need to be, I don't want to be making $10 million a year and have this huge organization of people. That's just, you, that's not you, what, yeah. effective. Uh, sorry, say again. I'd be chasing the same, the same thing that I was chasing before, just from a different perspective. Um, and, you know, so I, I'm very highly engaged in this, this life of freedom. And I, I, listen, nine months ago, I would have laughed you out of the room if you told me that I would be here where I am now, completely on, on my own, working as an independent consultant, engaging with and making a difference and feeling fulfilled, like all while doing this. It's not to say it's been easy. There's been a lot of challenges along the way. Um, but yeah, you know, I hit some of those low points and you just start questioning everything. Like, I, I don't know why our professional careers, we spend more time in the office than we do at home. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I were to sit down with you and ask you, you have to go somewhere. You're going to live in a house with somebody five days a week. Are you going to choose your wife and kids? Or are you going to choose Bob, your office mate? And the reality is like, that's what we're focusing on. We're, we're choosing to be with Bob. Bob may be a great guy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Or, like we're, we're, we're functionally making that decision when we decide that we're just going to settle and it's, yeah. you know, the easier path. Um, and it's just, it, it hasn't proven to be that so far. I'm going to have obstacles and challenges, but. But at least you're walking in the right direction because that's what I'm thinking about, right? I mean, and, and I mean, my story definitely kind of mirrors yours in that way. Like for a long time, I didn't even know what I was chasing. 
And I was just going in that direction because everybody else was running that way. So I thought, oh, I'm, this is what I'm supposed to do. They're all running that way. They're all chasing that promotion, that pay raise. I'm going to run this race, you know. But yeah, at some point you stop and question. It's like, and of course, the, 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 it's it's a hard way to find that. But when you get to that supposed finish line, right, as you did, right? Um, I think I gave up before that, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, I started looking around. But yeah, you get there. And I've heard this story from others. Uh, one of my close friends, he, he talked about how he was chasing money. Like money, he, he grew up really poor and money was a big thing in his life. And he was all about like millionaire, millionaire, million dollars. And he made his million dollars. And again, he, he expected like, oh, now life is going to be amazing and glorious and the band that will come march, marching out. And, and, you know, and of course, we were, we were kind of making fun of it, but we attach so much with who, uh, what we do, what our title is, the money we earn and what our house and that sort of stuff, right? We attach our identity to that. You are not, not any of those things. So in his mind, in my friend's mind, is this sense of validation, right? That I'm good enough, that I'm worthy of love, right? And that's where it gets you because you don't even realize that these are the things playing in your head. So in his head, it was like, I'm worthy, I'm validated, and I'm worthy of love when I've achieved that. But of course, he made a million dollars and it's like nothing changed. No. And yeah, but man, and again, that can be a powerful moment if you stop and think, what do I want out of life? And I loved what you said. And he was like, hey, I don't really care about like, $10 million. Who, who cares? And I'm like, yeah, why should you care? You got math homework, man. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that's right. I mean, last night was the time of my life. You know, so yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. So hey, I want to go to that moment though. And we have this dog sitting on a nail story. Right? The dog is sitting on the nail. It's whimpering, but it doesn't move because it's going to hurt to move. So I know people kind of get stuck there. And I think you alluded to that. You're like, no, you would have, wouldn't have believed. So there's that part of us which says that, yeah, all of this is great, but it's not for me. I can't have it. I just can't do it. And it comes up in sometimes very logical ways. I mean, here people talk about this. Yeah, I mean, this is all good. Love it, man. Love what you're doing. Love what your, you know, other consultant uh, program members are doing and so forth. But but I can't do it. I can't have it. I I'm wondering if something like that was coming up for you, which is like, yeah, but not me. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that there's still a piece of me that's like in the back of my <laughs> head that's still saying that, wow. right? Like, so right out of the gate, you know, I think one of the biggest reasons for me to continue pushing in and like, you know, moving forward in the success journey is my, like my wife, we had a lot of conversations. She was a hundred percent behind me. She's like, listen, you, you can do this. And you know, she's been my rock through this. We've had some challenges with how things are going like right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Um, you talk about like second guessing, second guessing moments right out of the gate. I'm 30 days from going out on my own, no longer being on full-time employed. And I get a letter in the mail. The, they made a tax adjustment on my mortgage and it went up by almost a thousand dollars a month. Like that, that's hard to plan for. Um, so I'm like, but at the end of the day, it's like, I still had that conversation with my wife. I'm like, I mean, that's a big adjustment. We have to change some things. And it's like, listen, we're, we're doing this for the right reasons and the right purpose. And um, I was in the same boat saying the same exact things, mm. like I said, nine months ago. I didn't think yeah. this was a possibility. But I'm just curious, what were the thoughts that were coming up for you? Like, I can't do this because blah, blah, blah. And maybe yeah. it was one big thing or a couple of things coming up for you. Yeah. I mean, so money was a big one. Um, mm -hmm. That was a big thing that came to mind. Um, insurance. I've got a, you know, I've got a family. I'm the the, the sole, you know, breadwinner, if, if you will. Um, uh, you know, fear of failure. Um, you know, honestly, even just having conversations about it with people who knew me in my previous worlds, what's their, like their perception of this going to be, um, what would they say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm stepping completely away from healthcare. Um, I'm jumping out into this complete unknown. I'm starting my own consulting business. I'm working with this you know product that's out there and, 
everyone telling you, oh, AI is going to be able to just take it over. And like, th there, there are so many, and the reality is if you really boil all of it down, you can talk yourself out of anything, right? So I could have listened to some of those things. I could have said, you know what? I need more stable income for me and my family. I need to make sure we have health coverage in case something goes wrong. Um, I have all those things, but saying I don't, but it wasn't, there were obstacles to me to moving forward. It was the, the whole, I really latched on to, you know, the analogy that you, that you've given a lot of your different, um, uh, conferences and some of the videos of what's more risky, the independent guy who has, uh, you know, who's working in a, in a full-time employment, working for one, one client, one in that. And if they go under, let me tell you, they're not going to have the same loyalty to you as you have to them. That's just, it's unfortunate. That's not the world we live in anymore. Um, they want everything and give nothing and vice versa. But then I latched onto that. Like, what if you were an independent consultant and you spread it out, just like the stock analogy that you gave. Um, and I'm like, well, if you really break it down like that, logically, that makes a whole lot of sense. That talks you out of some of this, you know, stable one client, one work, you know, my FTE that yeah. it just you spread it out like that. It makes a lot of sense, but yeah, I, I was constantly challenged with a lot of those questions. Um, didn't think it was possible. It, yeah. All it really takes is that first step. Like that's beautiful. Yeah that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's great. And of course, I mean, for me, I mean, yeah, sometimes life, uh, I think it always gives you kind of what you need and what I needed in my case was getting laid off. Right. And, and feeling that shock go through my system. And again, I mean, you, when you lose your job, you kind of lose your identity, but yeah, that made me realize that, yep. I mean, Hey, that's how the system is, is set up. That's it's, it's cold and it's unfeeling. And again, I mean, the people are caring, but they're part of the system, which has come to be the way it is. Uh, so, Hey, I'm wondering, so there's this aspect of, Hey, you know, I, I can't do it because of a lot of these reasons, but I know for me, I struggled quite a bit where I said, what's wrong with me? I should be thankful, grateful. Look at me, how lucky I am. I'm this, you know, I mean, highly paid employee. Look where I started and look how far I've come. And yeah, I just wanted to beat myself into either loving it or being okay with it, or at least sucking it up and just staying with it and stop complaining, right? Where it was like, no, I, it's in a way I was, you know, to, to not, want these other things do not wonder about um if life can be better or different can it really be a line all of that sort of stuff i wanted to stop myself from that was that a factor for you did that kind of come uh, up for you uh, for sure um you know i think if again if i'm, if I'm being like brutally honest with myself and, and with you here is you know i think i hid behind uh, there was a bit of fear that was hiding behind the, coincidentally, my family, like the same reason that drove me to step out on my own was also the same thing that I used as an excuse for years to hold myself back. I didn't have to take that scary step because I was doing the right thing. I was, I was, I was in something stable and secure to be able to provide for my family. But then you start asking, you, again, I mentioned this, even with like the data and dashboard and why I was excited about asking that next question about why, so why was I protect? Like, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of protecting my family with my full-time employment? And that came down to, okay, well, it's providing income and healthcare, but it's taking me away from my family. It's pulling that time back. Like it's it, it's extremely demanding, and you know, in working in healthcare, like doctors have to be seeing patients throughout the day. So when they make their business decisions, it's after hours and weekends. So I, I missed so many like opportunities with my family they wouldn't have to go on certain trips without me because i had a last minute thing that i had to handle or so yeah. that's where i kind of transitioned to like that was the thing i was hiding behind for a long time so that was also the thing that empowered me to move forward because i really started asking myself why is that an obstacle what am yeah. i doing this for why am i doing this um, yeah. and that was a very pivotal moment for me when i really kind of boiled it down and asked myself why would they rather, you know, 
us have all this money and dad never be around? <laughs> or would they rather me be home a lot more and we, you know, tighten the belt a little bit? Like, at the end of the day, like, there's nothing I wouldn't well, Or not. I mean, that's what I love about business, man. I mean, the growth is you can, like, double your business, right? I mean, and, and again, if you let go of that, oh, hard work leads to results analogy, there's a lot possible. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's beautiful. But there is that there. There's the time that they get from you. That's great. But what else is there? What does it mean for your daughters to see you take that step and go through this journey? I, I truly believe, I, I really hope that, you know, looking back that, because my kids have seen it both ways now. And this, I want to set that example for them of you don't have to be limited by your perceived reality. Meaning you can jump. There's, there's no reason for you to live in the confines of what you think are possible. If you really want to go after something and you're passionate about it and it's the right thing, the things will, things will align. Things will absolutely fall into place. If you're pursuing the right things and putting the right purpose behind it. And I want to see, you know, I want them to see the value that I place in them. Uh, you know, I, I want to be that example to them of like family is first. That, that is the first priority. The, the money is going to come and go. All sorts of different jobs, different levels of compensation. It, money will come and go. Like you said, your example of, of the friend you had, it made a million dollars, right? Yeah. What would, I guarantee there's people that are on here right now. Like, what, what I wouldn't give for a million dollars right now. But you, the funny thing about it, and they say it all the time, if you watch um, some of the different TED Talks and, and things like that, like money is a temporary motivator. So if, if I'm looking at it from an employer perspective, I'm the manager, and I know that I have somebody who's unhappy, I know that money, giving them a little bit of a bump and raise, is only going to motivate them for so long. So why do we let that control our entire lives? If the companies realize that money will only motivate you for so long, why do we let it motivate us for years? Like, we'll, st we'll stay in a terrible thing just because we think this money is going to solve everything, and it just doesn't. Um, and yeah. just really showing that to demonstrating that to my kids um has been huge i really hope someday they look back on it and be like dad i'm so glad you left that job i'm so glad you did the took a step out and took the risk and we're yeah. honest with them like yeah about hey this is a risk we're we're gonna be stepping into something unknown and uncomfortable There's yeah no two ways about it um but here's why we're doing it and here's what we're gonna do as a family to work together yeah. to make sure our family succeeds yeah, man, that that is so beautiful. And yeah, man, risk, risk. We were talking about that earlier. Risk is it's really interesting. Like, so I think our, our fear sometimes really muddles it up, right? So people ask me. So of course, I go hiking, and I'm often hiking by myself. I'm going to all these mountains. There are bears around. So people ask me, "Hey, isn't it risky?" And I say, "Hell yeah, it is risky." But I'll tell you what's riskier: sitting on your couch. You know, that's really risky. So yeah, I mean, there is risk in this independent path, but man, I mean, again, for me, that was that layoff. Yeah. I mean, I realized the risk that is there. I mean, how shattered I was, right? And I was talking to Raul and man, I was talking about how they have these soft terms for layoffs, right? Layoff, redundancy, man, freaking bullshit. Right. You know, I went through that. You know what it felt like? The word that I used, slaughter. That's what it felt like. Like I was slaughtered, right? So yeah, so there's risk there, you know? So yeah, yeah. there's risk in everything, but you got to find out what you want. And man, I love what you talked about the kids. And you know what, Mike? I feel that it's the kids who have it right. And it gets beaten out of us as we go through the system. And I'm so glad that you're showing your kids that it doesn't have to be that way. The kids have it right because, you know, you ask a kid, who do you want to be when you grow up? And man, they're like, astronaut, this, president, firefighter. They're excited. You ask a grown-up and we go, dude, I don't know. I'm, I've got this job. Like, I mean, yeah. we think with this is, yeah. Why do we feel like we're constrained? You're not at any point of your life. You can choose to make a change. You can choose to go in a direction. 
man, that's, that's, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all that. But tell me more about the transition. I know you said challenges, but what are the things that kind of helped you? You did talk about taking the first step. Of course, you joined the conference. And by the way, folks, you know, certainly I think the universe was sending Mike hints and it's such a beautiful story. So Mike mentioned he was there as an attendee in one of the conference, just watching, listening to others present. And we raffle out a Power BI Pro t-shirt and Mike was one of the winners. And Mike, that was so beautiful to see you. He wore that t-shirt when he presented and spoke in the conference this year. So, um, so yeah, so you talked about that, uh, some pivotal moments, you talked about taking the first step, of course, you joined kind of the Power BI Consultant program, but tell us more about the journey and tell us about the steps uh, how and what has helped you uh, to kind of keep moving forward in that? Um, yeah. So, um, you know, the, the community aspect has been amazing. Yes, I've said, I, you're, I just said a little bit ago, I'm an independent consultant working on my own, but the community um, yeah. has been so, just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it, You've heard me say that line, right? Independent, but not alone, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and being alone sucks. You know, you want all the independence and freedom in your life, but do you really want to be alone? So yeah, man, the community is great. All right, cool. Yeah. Tell, tell me more. Yeah, yeah no, this, uh, that was that was a huge first piece, and that's honestly where I connected the most. Um, uh, being able to just ask questions, or, or or you know, get some strategy, or talk through, get different perspectives on how to approach certain situations. You know, taking that that first step again, like it was so challenging. And actually, there's little things that happen along the way when I kind of really think back on the journey. And I'll remember. Um, I remember actually during the conference. You may not remember this. It was such a quick, small thing. I was commenting a lot on the and the in the conference and whatnot. And at one point, you had seen me on like day two or something. I joined a bunch of calls previous to that, and you made mention like, "Hey, it was, hey, Mike, how you doing?" and this uh, this may be a future presenter next year. And, like it was just a quick one line, like in the thing. But I'm like, that was. I'll be honest, like that was a big motivator for me to say yes to it this year. Was like, you know what? Yeah, I got to do it. Um, I think the biggest thing is you've got to take your perceived fears and set them aside from it. The fears are going to be there. Said so yeah. I would have fear and anxiety if I was going from one job to another to another mm -hmm. full time. Like there'd be some sort of fear and anxiety there. You're stepping yep. into something unknown and i've it's beat, been beaten into me through experience that there's no growth and comfort every positive change that i've had in my family's had over the past several years has always come from taking an intentional step into an uncomfortable situation whether that's you know joining this new small group or going to this new this new church meeting with this new friend that we've never met met up with before um moving cross country a few times like th those initial steps are the biggest ones because that's how you get the momentum it's it's like that snowball effect of you know you, you roll the, the snowball down the hill and it's gradually picking things up and moving forward and gaining momentum um you know really committing to that and having the community and also having my family and having those conversations really pushing me through that, some of those uncomfortable initial steps. Um, and, you know, I, I'll be honest, like even coming through the, going through the program and everything else, um, I'm positive that I have frustrated you on more than one occasion. Like, dude, get out of your own way. <laughs> Cause I'm just, I'm like, I'm doing some, I'm, I, I, I was, I'm still struggling with taking that, that nine to five mentality and transitioning it but you know it was it was what helped me get through my steps and not you know drown myself doing it um and being able again to just really rely on community um that's yeah. what that's one of the reasons that i'm doing this is like enabling me to spend time in my communities spend times with friends go out on a wednesday morning and play nine holes with a friend just to catch up and not being strapped to my phone wondering when that email or that call is going to come in that's going to ruin my day um you know that that has been just absolutely transformative in, in all parts of my life not just work like because there is no work-life thing we've talked about that before but i was two different people yeah. for a very long time yeah. <laughs> for a very long time and 
now it's it's not you know if my kids come and knock on the door i'll tell them wave come on in like i'm not worried about that it's just it it, it, that's this is my being i I do this you know i enjoy doing it i enjoy it. it gives me an opportunity to help and serve organizations in a different way um I just, I, it's, I can't, I can't under, I can't, uh, I can't say enough about the the transformative experience of taking some of those uncomfortable first steps, moving through the perceived obstacles and the fears and the doubts, yeah, um, and just being met every long, every point of the way with support and help, and you know, just everything's falling into place. And there's, there's going to be highs and lows, no doubt about it. There, there have been challenging points coming into this of you know trying to figure out how to get the first client trying to figure out how to get you know uh, get all of my things lined up for taxes and all of the all of those things but they they really come down to be pretty easy it's just taking some steps and focusing some efforts on it um Mm -hmm. but i was letting those silly things take me completely down a different path in my life not just you know the, the one week that i spent doing these logistical things like uh, that's it. To me, a week got all the things set up and done in a week, and then I'm I'm off and running. But for me, they were such roadblocks to being able to move forward. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't set up my own business. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, make enough money to sustain my family, um, to pay the bills, keep the lights on. Like I have these pictures of us. You know, hey, we just moved to this new house in Michigan a couple years ago, and now have to sell it and you know we're gonna be living with my in-laws in six months like those are all real fears that were going through my head and yeah they just they aren't they weren't real man that that is beautiful though but i I, but i liked i'm thinking back to what you said earlier you can talk yourself out of anything right i mean you can listen to all of that oh i can't do this because of blah 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 and fill in the blanks or keep keep making a long list of that yeah or yeah, just take that first step. Well, that's beautiful. And uh, you know, I will admit that sometimes it is frustrating for me as a coach when what you said about like, you know, get out of your own damn way. Now, what's interesting is we had um, one of the members, he was in healthcare as well, and they were a full-time employee and they had just discovered Power BI and they were trying to kind of educate people, but just that organization just wasn't very receptive. So they felt like they were hitting their head against a brick wall and then they got really frustrated. And then they started talking to other healthcare companies still in this case, but you know, and that's the fun thing about kind of being independent or being a consultant, you can kind of pick and choose who you work with. Right. Yeah. And you had used the word hungry. I had written it down it was like, Hey, the, he found organizations who were hungry. And he said, Avi, the only difference is, they just get out of their own damn way, right? They just don't get in their own way. So, and and I think I know you've had challenges, but you haven't let that stop yourself. And I think you've done a good job of getting out of your own damn way and just keep making small progress and so that. Uh, Mike, uh, thank you so much for everything you shared today. You're such an inspiration. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you and I'm sure it's going to be an even more exciting journey kind of going forward from here. Thank, thank you so much, Avi. It's been awesome being part of it all and being part of the program. I, I, I want to you know, make sure that that has been huge. Um, at first, I was like, I don't know, man, that's, you know, that we have, there's an investment and time and money. And it has been so empowering to be to hear these perspectives because without being surrounded by the different perspectives of the you can mentality i would constantly be stuck in the there's no way you need to you need to get a full-time job you need to get back on on you know on linkedin and start hitting up those job posts um so being surrounded by that being encouraged by the team and everybody all the members people going through the same journey has been hugely impactful uh so yeah. I can't thank you and the team and the community enough um yeah helping me get out of my own damn way <laughs> yeah so actually I'm, I'm speaking to kimberly next week and yeah. you and kimberly have been accountability partners yeah. and uh that that's been a good support as well right absolutely yeah kim and i talk every, every single week and uh you know it's it's fantastic just to be able to freely bounce stuff back and forth and get and honestly get a sense of that 
you know, the one piece that you miss a little bit is that like, you know, the, the banter and like having the, the back and forth with folks, you know, sitting here in an office by myself all day, but getting to engage with folks like that and being able to just genuinely help. And she just genuinely helps me. And it's open. That accountability partner has been so awesome. And, you know, find one you can get along with, have some jokes with. Doesn't all have to be like, oh, what did you do on this dashboard? We talk about life, about our businesses, all of it, because we're no longer two people. Love it. Love it. Yeah, my collaboration before competition and independent, but not alone. So folks, you'll be, you will be hearing from Kimberly Naka next. But uh, Mike, thank you so much for everything you shared today. And yeah, we'll be looking forward to hearing more stories and more conference presentations from you. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks so much, Mike. Uh, all right, hold on. Jeez, hold on. I'm trying to figure out how to end the stream. All right, man. We're off of uh, LinkedIn, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It looks like it's still popping pop live. Oh, uh, now it's live here. Yeah, it took us off of LinkedIn. Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, so I just, yeah, I wanted to say thank you, man. That was incredible. I got to hear a bit more of your story, but Mike, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like some of the pieces that you shared today, uh, like that line about me casually mentioning that, uh, oh, he might be a future speaker and, and some other stuff. I don't know what to call it, but like, I don't know, this, this divine path, man, that's, that's beautiful. Thank yeah, you so awesome. much. I'm, I'm so glad you reached out to, to do this, having that conversation. And, and if I can help one person get off their, get off their tail and start, I know it's really worth it. Yeah, man, that's the way I look at it. And of course you've heard kind of my stories I'm, I mean, almost kind of destroyed my whole business with my imposter syndrome I was like, Oh, look at me. I don't know as much Dax as Marco Russo and stuff. And now I keep reminding myself that if there's one person out there and I think it really helps to have, like, once you get going, then you can just focus on one person, right? So I'm, I'm working with one, one, uh, person, Alan Creedy, really amazing guy. Right. But you know, just kind of the business user starting on power BI and you know how scary that can be. Mm -hmm. And man, we work together and I've seen him just take off and it's been so fulfilling. So now it's become more real. So now instead of saying, is there one person? I sometimes say, man, if there's one more Alan Creedy out there, I'm going to go find them and help them. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's, that's great. So, Hey, I did want to ask you one of the question about the program. Yeah. Uh, so thanks. Of course, you already shared a lot about that, but um, uh, who would you think? Who, uh, uh, who, who do you think, who would you recommend this program to who, who, and, 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 and why? It's a good question. Um, uh, well, I guess there's a two part answer to that. One is power BI specific. It would actually probably be the, the, the friend that I had that introduced me to the seltzer company. Um, and just helping, you know, helping him like really shape. He's got so much knowledge and skill and understanding. I think he can do some really incredible things and not hold himself back. Um, so, so to generalize it, somebody who has ha has a lot of business skills, business connections, and they just need maybe the Bar BI piece. Yeah. Um, honestly, there's been bits of the program as I was watching, especially some of the early videos that I was sharing with my wife. Um, mm -hmm. She's starting, you know, her own. She does an art, she does art studios at the same time we started our same businesses. So she teaches nice. art classes for young kids out of our, we do it out of our house and backyard Been finishing off a big section of our business of our basement. But there were pieces oh, nice. of that that I'm like, oh, Hey, you gotta find community. Yeah. And so she went out and she started, she was able to link up with, um, with, uh, on a Facebook group with, a, with several other moms across the country that have their own art studio for kids and like yeah. being able to talk through some of those things. And like, she was freaking out because September was down. They're like, Oh no, it's down everywhere. And yeah. You yeah. Get that reassurance. Um, so yeah, Man, that, that's really good. 
Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, when you started talking about your Power BI engagement and you talked about, talked about one company and then you work with the next company and you kind of realize that the problems are, are the same or very similar. And of, right. right. And of course we, we see it. I mean, I, I've seen it too all the time. It's like, yeah, data problems aren't that different. They, they feel that it's very unique. And I'm like, nope, everybody's struggling with the same thing. And I can list them out for one, you know, data is in uh, five different places, right? For any organization. Right. And, and then you go on, right? So, but even if you generalize a little bit more, many a business isn't that different. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, what are we learning from here? And we love, I loved what you said about how you're, you're not living in like these two separate boxes anymore. Man, I think that's such a travesty, right? Because yeah, so I, I remember hearing somebody speak about that and, and they were asked, being asked about work-life balance. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm not two different people. I take yeah. my whole self to work and I bring my whole self home. I love that. And, and we, I've had so much fun with it uh, in my life and with Robert. So he's into hiking. He's organizing these hiking trips to Mount Kenya. Man, we use our business principles, just the way we run our events. I'm like, Robert, think about it the same way. You know, you know how we run events, how we promote it, how we do that. Use all of that there. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's going to be a lot of uh, kind of crossover. Um, so she's runs an art studio, right? Mm -hmm. Man, that's that's interesting. So uh, Bill Krolicky, he, I think he had one of the best presentations because for one, it was so dialed in. Like mm -hmm. when you think about it from the perspective of niche story selling, it was like, whoop. If somebody in the audience was there who runs or either knows somebody who runs a yoga or Pilates studio, I think they would be like calling Bill right after that. And of course, uh, like, I don't know from my audience, maybe they was there or not, but he, of course he can use that story and now he can be, be on the road. And of course his, uh, his story comes from uh, his sister-in-law. She runs uh, the studio and he's planning to kind of tag team with his brother and mm -hmm. sister-in-law to try to now approach other students and stuff. So who knows, man, that's it's art classes and stuff. Certainly, uh, so that's great. That's glad to hear that. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Actually, Bill started joining um, Kim and I once a month. We do our yeah. like, last, last Tuesday of the month and Bill jumps in with us and we actually just had that call the other day. It's awesome. Oh, <laughs> it's awesome. More awesomeness. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. that is beautiful. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, so um, God, what can I say? Like. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can imagine how impactful for one it is for me and how impactful it is gonna be for others. And I think that the challenge that I face is that sometimes people put me on a pedestal and they shouldn't, there's no need to. Like they would say things like, uh, oh, you're a Microsoft MVP. Well, what they don't know is because of my imposter syndrome, I've never hung out with those guys. I just, I mean, I tried initially, but man, I felt so awkward inside. I'm like, dude, this sucks. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So I don't leverage any of that. And, and yeah. So, so anyway, they, they overvalue what they see externally and they kind of start undervaluing themselves. But yeah, that's why I need, man, I need my cases, right. I need you to speak up. I'm glad I'm going to be speaking to Kimberly, right. The world needs the mics, need the Kimberly because, they're going to listen to you. So yeah, I'm sure you're going to be helping at least one person, maybe more. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks so much again. You have a great Thank rest you. of the day. All right. Thanks. You the same. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.